Through the lens of loving local and seeing global, we obsessively search for people whose stories need to be told and how OKC played a supporting role. Hosted by Katherine Bexton and Emmy Cobes, welcome to Action City. Emmy! Hi! Hi! <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I'm using this high voice to wake myself up. I know. Well, we're recording at night. God, this is like our, we should be in bed. I mean, I, you know it. 8.20 p.m. <laughs> I've been in bed for about an hour. The best thing about having little kids is that they go to bed at like 7.30. Seven. You can get in bed at 7.45. Exactly. Yeah. And watch all your shows. Oh, yeah. Get I all know. snuggled up. Maybe have a tea. Oh, that's literally exactly is that what, you what do? I do. <laughs> what kind of tea do you have? Um, I really like, uh, what's the tea that's in the yellow box? The Tazo? No. No, it's not Tazo. I can't remember. Or Lipton? No, I think Old it's school? Yogi, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Yogi? Uh-huh. That, it's like a, obviously like a... They have one called Stress Ease, and it's like... Oh, I've seen that. Have you... Th- mm-hmm. It's really good. So I have I like a hundred kinds of teas in my house. I me need to, too, actually. Karen just brought me some tea from her trip to Seattle, and I oh. need to... It was, came in this really pretty jar with like a... I need to I got it off out. my Urban Tea House train, and I'm really bummed. I need to get back on. Because you know they'll deliver in Oklahoma City. Oh, they deliver the tea bags or like the tea, the, not the actual tea made already. No, no, no. Just like if you can buy their the leaves, teas the bags, bulk, okay. And they have that sweet almond tea that I adore. It's like the oh, best. Yeah, you tea. told me about that. And um, they deliver. You just need to order some up. I know that, but I like got out of the routine. Yeah. And then I'm like such a creature of habit that now I just like you know add one like when I'm at Sprouts and I need to get back on the Urban Tea. Yeah, it's actually better. And it's supporting local. And it's local. We love to support local. Loves to support local. What's happening? How have you been? Give me, I mean, I've kind of, I've kind of seen you since we saw each other last year, but give me the full update. Last year? No, when I saw you last week, but I've seen you since last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I cheated and I asked you questions about your weekend (laughs) in advance of this moment. I know. So you're going to have to tell me again. Well, I feel like last week was busy, but this week coming up week, which is also why we... Tech. We have a guest today, but we it's do a, have a special guest. guest. <laughs> we have a special guest. We were. I think that you and I have been the busiest we've ever been in the last thirty days, possibly. Yes, I would one hundred percent say right. That. Like in my life, almost. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I don't know what is happening and why Mm-mm. it's happening all at the same time for both of us, but I think it's been insane. So, let's see. On Friday, we had Fall Fest. Well, Thursday night, actually, I had the Cassie alumni. Oh, dinner. I saw you there. Yep, and that was great. By the way, the food was delicious. So good. Okay, so I'm assuming it's Sage who makes the food for them no, normally. Well, who okay. was it? So somebody it said Sage? that there's a new chef at Casty. Yes, but it's still they still works for Sage. Oh, but you know he came from Cheevers. Oh, is that why it was so uh-huh, good? Uh huh. I literally took pictures of it and I sent it to the girls, and I was like, "Oh, is this what you guys have for lunch?" Now today's lunch sounded disgusting, so he, I don't know if he's like rolling over the cheese, Cheever's expertise well, into the lunch. I mean, but my dinner was amazing. I actually I texted the alumni um, director, or I don't oh know. Jennifer. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what Jennifer's. I don't know what her official is. title is. I, I'll but just yeah. call her director because she deserves it. She's or important. Whatever. Yes, but um, it was a great event. Like it was beautiful. The floral was, it was great. So pretty. I felt like maybe the program could have been improved slightly but well okay but as somebody on the alumni board yes that was it was a major improvement over years past best case scenario you're right best case scenario only i did not know what pape did um, i could have used like, like a bio like somebody read the bio out loud did that you could hear though what he did invented spell check he invented spell check a grad of cassidy invented spell check like who freaking and knew? like verifone i don't know what that is but i mean uh he's had a lot of programs but spell check i mean that's like my lifesaver. I live and die by spell check. I mean, for every dyslexic person out there, thank you, Mr. Pate. Yeah, thank you. I mean, <laughs> I would die. I still don't spell things correctly. My even problem is, spell check. I don't, I spell it so badly that spell check can't even recognize what I was trying to spell. Oh my God, what was I trying and to spell? And it'll say, no replacement found or oh, whatever. convenient. Oh, I can't spell that. Uh-huh. Uh, earlier, definitely. I was like, what? Oh, definitely. Uh-huh. Actually, that one is weirdly programmed into my brain. Defiantly? I don't know why. Is that how you spell that it? That one insists. Sincerely, oh, I no can do this sincerely, but convenience is my number one right? word. I cannot spell so bad. I know. So, and yeah. that's the word that I can't spell well enough to have spell check tell me to spell it. Yeah, the other day I was trying to type something, and it was like there was just a red line. No, like there wasn't no. a suggestion. It was just red. Thanks, thanks like, for okay, making great. me feel real bad about myself. Um, but yeah, so we so had that, the okay. alumni banquet on Thursday. Mind you, Jeff had been out of town all last week, 
Um, he left Sunday like at noon and didn't come back till Thursday oh. afternoon. Oh, so, so I tired. Had, yeah. So mm-hmm. it was like also a long week of kids, like dealing yeah. with, yeah. Dinner, bedtime, bath, all by yourself. It's exhausting. Well, it's just from like, I can really, I do well from like three to five 30 when, and then when Jeff gets home at five 30, it does. Yeah. There's help. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, being three to like all the way to seven. Did you put him to bed at like at six 30? Were you like, well, I actually people? didn't. Although on two, was it Tuesday night? Tuesday night, I was really losing it. They were driving me crazy. And I was like, we're getting in the car. So we get, got in the car and we just drove, drove around. around. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go we, see looked, your we looked for skeletons for Halloween decorations. Perfect. And we counted pumpkins. That's I was, kind of smart. That was a good idea. It was, but I was like, I was about to lose it. Like, you know, when you're just like, that's it. I was like, everybody mm-hmm. in the car. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're all getting in the car. Yeah. And they're like, we Then they're strapped want. down. Yeah. 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 Yep. Did you so, listen to some spooky, spooky Halloween music? We did. We listened to Monster Mash probably oh, 80 I times. It. I love it. Yeah. So, so that was fun. It was fun. And then actually, yeah. So then that was Thursday night was the alumni banquet. Friday, I felt like I had something. Oh, we did. We had our first fuel trip to the pumpkin patch, which was so cute, so fun. And Jeff got to because it was up in Arcadia, and Jeff works up there, so he was oh, able he got to, to pop join. over. Yes, so we did that. Um, did they go on like the little school bus? No, the parents drove. No, yeah, because of COVID, they were like, we want it to oh, be in yeah. smaller groups yeah. and blah blah blah. So, but I mean, they're all pre K. So, did what if your parents couldn't come? Did somebody else take you? Yeah. There okay. were there were parents who had like multiple kids. Okay, but it was fun. I got to meet a lot of the like kindergarten and uh, pre K moms oh. that I don't know. Was it the whole primary? It was. Yes. Wait, that's really cute. We never did that. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, it was really fun too because Huffman like he has friends from before school that are now they like he's in the pre K four program. They're in the pre K five program, so he doesn't get to see them during the day. But he saw them at the pumpkin batch, so that was exciting. It was really fun. And then Friday night we had Fall Fest, which I'm only laughing because that was you, like my are you pit. you give us your pit? Yeah. So, <laughs> I know what the pit is already. Tell the people. The pit is the pit is this, that the overall pit is that I think that Huffman, his adjustment to school is sort of like been delayed and we didn't realize it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he was on his best behavior for the first couple months of school. And now I think he's... The, the novelty is wearing off. The novelty mm-hmm. is wearing off. So on Friday, he punched somebody in the face. Okay. Another child. So... Yeah. I bet that kid recovered pretty quickly. He... Well, it was, it was a whole thing. Like, there were lots of tears on both ends. I think Huffman... The problem is, is that Huffman's very sensitive. And I didn't realize how sensitive he was until now. And um, he doesn't understand the difference between play fighting and, like, real fighting. Like, if somebody pushes him, he is like, it's on. Yeah. He mm-hmm. doesn't realize, like, oh, haha, Like... It, it just that has not that transition has not happened in his mind. Like we have always just told him hitting is bad. Hands are not for hitting. You know, we do helping hands like all of that stuff. And so, yeah, he close fisted <laughs> another child in the face. I don't mean to laugh. I mean, obviously, if it had happened to me, I would not have laughed. But yeah. And the how like, was it? Was his right hook pretty good? I, is he left handed or right handed? So I missed it. I was chatting. Oh. Jeff witnessed mm-hmm. it. I think. I think it's just one of those things where you, as a parent, you're like, you want them to learn from it and understand it's bad, but it's so tough to like skirt the line of like, you know, like I think I would have maybe gotten a spanking for doing that, but you don't hit because they hit. Especially not at Fall Fest in front of all the other parents. Wow. And the other, and actually the other parents, because the the child that Huffman punched had an older sibling. Huffman also tried to fight the older sibling. It was a whole, it was like, yeah. Oh so my God. thankfully the parents were very sweet and understanding and very kind. Was that kind. the first time you'd met the parents? Yeah. Oh. And actually I didn't even ask them or their names because we were just like dealing with so the situation. Mortified. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's like, it's so tough to watch because I can see his frustration in the situation. Like he didn't understand why he was in trouble because he got pushed first. Right. So he was like. But the kid pushed him out of like play. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like I'm going to beat you up. I'm pushing you. It was like. Hey, what's up? Yeah, it was like. Like go run around or boys. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. Uh, I know. 
I don't know. I any any boy moms. Neela used to bite everybody. I'm not oh, joking. Really? Until she was like 12. Okay, so I mean, the, the the number of people she's bitten in Oklahoma City is it's a long list. I know. It's like it's so tough though, because as a parent, you're like, oh my god, I'm so I don't want my child to hit. Like I don't want him to be an aggressive kid. Especially, I'm sorry, as a a boy, and I feel like in our current climate, I'm like trying to like I feel like, but then as a parent. It's so hard to discipline in these situations. I know you don't totally. It's everything I, is a little bit out the window. Yeah. Um, and some parents the, don't really discipline at all. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I think Jeff is a little bit more traditional with discipline. I am like trying to be a little bit more. I don't want to call it like Montessori, but you know what I'm saying? I wanted like more positive discipline mm-hmm. where you like get down on their level and you talk in like a calm voice and you explain things to them and blah, blah, blah. But like. I don't know. It's just tough. Like we are having a tough time with Huffman is going through this transition and I feel like we're not really sure how to like help best help him through it. If that makes sense. I think you're probably not the only one. I mean, who really knows what they're doing? Unless you're like trained in this, right. everybody's winging it. Well, and that's the thing too is like for a second I was like, should I call a therapist? Not for him, for myself. Like, should I get a little parenting coaching going on? Then I was like, I you're doing a great job. Well, I wouldn't. Here's the thing: save the parenting questions and the therapy for when they're older. Yeah, that's I, I, just just yeah, because <laughs> you're gonna need it. That's what I'm like. Is this? But that's the thing. It's like he's my first, and I feel like when it's your first kid, everything's a bigger deal, right? Like yeah. by I'm sure by the time this baby punches somebody, I'll be like, uh, yeah, whatever, they're fine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, hopefully, I'm not like, uh, I'll be like, I'm very sorry for. <laughs> You need right. to apologize to that child, but you know what I'm saying? Oh, we're not going to, right. Yeah, I feel, I feel like it's just, it's kind of something we're navigating as a family right now, and I don't know, I don't know if it's a phase, I don't know how long it's going to last, I don't know, like, you know, all that unknown is kind of happening right now, so it's giving me a giant pit. Oh, what's your peak, though? Can we counteract the pit with the peak? I think my peak was my sister's baby shower and oh. my mom's birthday. You, like, it was a vent. Event yeah, weekend. so we drove down to Fort Worth, which it took three hours, which it hasn't taken never, three never hours does. in years, I feel like. It took three hours for us to get down 35, which is awesome. The kids actually were great in the car. It was just one of those magical days. And then we got to Fort Worth and we went to my, or I went to my sister's baby shower that I was hosting with like a bunch of her Fort Worth friends who were darling. And it was super cute and she felt super special and it was awesome. I'm so glad. I know. So... Were her in-laws there? Yeah. Oh, her mother-in-law. It was a women's. Oh, it was men were not invited. No. What did the men do? Well, they went to the bar and watched football? No, Jeff had to take care of my children. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh, wait. There's children. <laughs> right. Went to the park? Uh, had an ice cream cone? Actually, it was during nap time, so I think he-, he Oh, so he was thrilled. Yeah, exactly. So he didn't really have to do much. I mean, yeah. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> But he ended up going to the TCU game that night with some of his college buddies. And I was like, I don't want to go. So that was really fun for him, I think, too. Yeah. So it was a good weekend. I'm so glad. Yeah. And then Saturday, or Sunday coming home, I was like, oh, it's going to take four hours to get home. Sure enough, three three hours again. Well, I hope that's the case when I drive back down to Dallas on Friday. I hope so, too. Although Friday's a... <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's always a toss-up. You just never know. Yeah, but that, I mean, that was definitely a peak. I'm just really excited for Sarah. She's, I mean, she's so great with kids and. See, she's going to know what she's doing, just so you know. I don't know why you just call her and ask her what to do. Well, she knows what, oh, with the behavioral stuff. I do. And she was like very supportive of kind of what we're doing in the sense of just trying to talk to him and, you know, be there emotionally to support him, but not like, you know, we like. I don't know. She was basically saying, like, yeah, positive discipline. He needs to understand. But then also reinforcing, like, that this behavior is bad. So, Gosh. I know. But although her kids are, li- like, there's a d- age difference. They're even. older. They're, like, five, right? It, yeah, her, between yeah. three and five, I feel like a lot of life happens for them. So, it's just, I don't know. It is almost double their life. Yeah. But she usually, I mean, she's definitely my go-to yeah. when it comes That's to That's kind of nice. Yeah. Well... I know. And then for baby stuff, I feel like I'll be here to go to. Oh, God. That's right. Yeah. You'll know what to do. You'll Although she probably already does, but it's actually like her group of girlfriends in Fort Worth. I think six or seven of them are pregnant right now. It's wild. <sighs> I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> Only you could have a 15 year old. 
That yeah. Could, that that it could be worse. I'm just warning you. I mean, and and guess what? You will have a 15 year old one day. I'll have a lot of. You them. have a lot of 15 year olds, and maybe. Though I have a, I'll have a lot of teenagers for mm-hmm. a long time, which mm-hmm. is also terrifying. Golly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the family. I mean, yeah. Very <laughs> exciting. Well, I'm trying to think. Yeah. What was your part? Well, my my peak was with the uh, alumni field hockey game on Saturday morning. Oh my okay. gosh. That's how sad my life is that like no. the alumni field hockey game was my peak. And here's why. Because I had my sister Rosie and Neely and Gracie and I were all playing field hockey together. I'm That's the worst, sad. just so you know, I'm the worst of all of us. Rosie um, basically thought it was the Olympics. <laughs> okay. Um, she tried to kill our field hockey coach. And then she tried to take out the other field hockey coach and was going like you've never seen anybody more intense about a sporting activity that did not matter than my sister. Okay. <laughs> and then <laughs> we had Neely. Which coming from you says a lot. Oh, I am like <laughs> totally laid back and could care less compared to her. Which so, is terrifying. Which is terrifying, because right? Because I know how competitive <laughs> terrifying. you are. Terrifying. I was so bad. I basically just like ran around in a circle. But it was just so much fun. Wait, what everybody. position was everybody? Well, I only got to play my actual position like at the very end. I actually play center back. Rosie plays mid. She played mid. Uh, Gracie played forward. Neely played mid. But then I played forward most of the time, but I'm really bad at that. But I mean, it was a blast. And it's so much fun because it's always like kind of the same people who always come. Yeah. But then there were some people from out of like some surprise people from out of town. Well, because of the... Yeah, because of the... Yeah. Uh, the um, Hall of, of fame, fame, the Athletic Hall of Fame at Cassidy. They were inducting a lot of field hockey people, but like somebody that was in the grade above mine, Emily LeVan, she came just, and that was so much fun. And two people in Rosie's grade came because they were in the, on the team that got inducted. I mean, it was over the top fun. Now, mind you, we played the eighth graders plus five JV players and we tied 3 3. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, but the eighth graders are pretty good. So that was actually the highlight of my whole weekend. You don't play was varsity? That, I guess. We would get destroyed. I guess it's like... Is we it... couldn't run fast enough. I mean, it's like... I was afraid I was going to, like, I don't know, tear my ACL or something. But I mean, it was I guess fine. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just so crazy how, like, much you deteriorate after It is it. And you even played in college. Yes. But, I mean, I will say, Ro- Rosie still has it, though. I mean, she had the stick skills, like, way beyond... I mean, her stick skills, it was like she didn't I mean, the conditioning lose. would be what would kill me. Well... I mean, there were some people who maybe weren't quite as conditioned as others, but really for the most part, everybody hung in there. Like there, there was nobody that I thought was going to completely die. That's good. Um, so that was a blast. That was the highlight of the whole, of the whole weekend. And then I mean, there've been a lot that's happened since I saw you. We had the field hockey dinner. We had homecoming. Oh, did the, you get pies for the dinner? Uh, we go, oh, we got pies from so Railyard good. Pie Company. We got chocolate pie, key lime pie and apple pie. I still have some apple pie in my fridge. Ooh. It was just as good as when she brought it to us in the studio. So it was good. insane. But I mean, so the feel like your dinner was a big hit. Then we had homecoming and I, I don't know. I mean, my pit was kind of homecoming. I'm not going to lie. The dance. Yeah. Did, I mean. Did people get in trouble? Nobody got in trouble. That's thought, good. But it's just being 15 is not easy. And being the mother of a 15-year-old is also Do they even still dress now. really, like, provocative? No. Now it's like it had – oh, it had a game day theme. I will say this really quickly. The best part about homecoming was – so Neely's grade that never does anything, right? Like, yeah. there's literally – they never do anything. There's never any parties. There's never anything fun. They just – the two class moms decided to have a party, a dinner before homecoming. Fun. And one of the class moms and this other mom – did the decorations. Yeah. You guys, okay, we're going to post some of it on our Instagram. You're going to die. It was like homemade, but in a really amazing way. It was like they scoured Pinterest to like the end of the internet, found every single thing you could do on Pinterest, did it all themselves. I mean, each centerpiece at the tables was a different sport. They even had a field hockey one with a little mini field hockey goal and little mini field hockey sticks and balls. They had a golf one, a swimming one, a tennis one. Cute. They had every kid's sport that they did and their like their name printed on a cutout with like a cutout of whatever sport it was Wait, they did and they put it up idea. on the wall like it this dessert table was insane. I mean it was over the top. I could never, I could never have done it. But that's such a good idea to have the dinner before the dance because that's like when we would drink. Well, yeah, it was. It like, was a you know good. What I'm yes, saying? like if a parent had hosted, you would be able to tell, right? 
So it was, it was great. And actually, that was Neely's favorite part of the night was that dinner. The homecoming, she said, was lame. And I guess she was like, all they need is eight speakers and a dance floor and some explicit music. And I was like, well, Neely, it is Isn't cool. Isn't that what it is? No, I don't think they, I think they skipped this explicit music. And they had it in the tent that they'd had up on Friday night. Wait, so the tent was like no, too no, big. no, no, no. Ours was like in the student center, super packed together. Like we were listening to like, I mean, this was 2006. So it was it's like, not quite as that, that it explicit was like, is probably totally allowed now. Oh, the explicit like, now is so bad. I guess, but still it was all the rap songs. Like I they know it's shit. that's what they want. They want to play all those rap songs. So that, so she was disappointed in the dance part and just the drama that ensued well, in the whole thing is just a lot like, for me. Also, if it's a tent outside, how do they wrangle all the kids? Like, well, I don't know. There were teachers at every entrance. It was a whole situation. So that were was this, my pet. Were the sides of the tent on? No, I don't think so. No. What were there sides? I can't remember if there were sides, but huh. it was. So that was the, I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's if, a lot of like 15 year old drama. That's really yeah. hard to manage as a parent and hard to know what to do. And like she was having drama with girlfriends and yeah, stuff. It's just drama. People like, yeah. Leaving People each acting other like out. total yeah, a-holes. Yeah. And you know, I mean, yeah. And then you can't figure out what the, if the story's straight, like who's telling the straight story. Uh, I mean, she did come home and everything was fine, but that was, that was kind of the pit of the whole thing. And I know it should be my peak, but really the peak was playing field hockey with my daughters and my sister. That was best. I mean, I think that's fair. I don't think any teenage parent looks forward to those events. I don't know. All over the internet, it seemed like they did. Well, that's... Oh, homecoming! <sighs> stress. All it is is stressful for Wait, me. Wait, like the parents look like they were enjoying yes. sending yes. their children yes. to da- a dance? Uh-huh. Eh. Oh, no. And then the kids always never, they ever like it. So, okay, should we get on to our guest? Yeah. Let's just go straight in. I mean, we're, the words is all one deal. You guys. Oh, yeah. I guess we... Well, okay. Here's the thing. We, like I said, have been super, super busy. We have a myriad of guests lined up. Just none of them could come this week. This week. So thank God. So thankfully, Rosie was in town. Rosie was here. Wait. Oh, my God. Rosie is our first repeat guest. Yeah. We've never had a repeat. Rosie, congratulations on being the first repeat. You must have been great the first time Wait, around. Hold on. I don't Put your headphones on. Is your mic on? Yeah, her mic's on. Okay. Okay. Here we go. You guys, so, Rosie's my sister. Have you listened to her her episode earlier in the year? Rosemary Walker. She's a sommelier. She lives in L.A. She We talked all things food and wine. And now we're still going to talk more food because let's just yeah. say what she brought us. Well, no. Well, well, she brought us some treats. We'll let her tell us what the treats are. But she said she was not coming empty-handed this time. And because I think last time you didn't bring us anything, did well, you? Why don't you do a little ASMR for? Yeah, do some ASMR. Just crunch up some of those things. Uh, First off, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I had to be a repeat guest, but no, we're any, so any chance to drink wine and eat potato chips? <laughs> I'm opening a bag with a microphone. That's like a dream. Potato chips. Wow. God, that is so good. <laughs> that was a good one. Sorry, uh-huh. I probably ruined it. I'm following it with a little splotch of sparkling wine. So Rosie was telling us that this is a... Co- oh, <laughs> there we go. Is that how the real Psalms do it? I did hear a lot of gurgling earlier when you were drinking it. Well, that's how you taste Emmy wine. Emmy can't have any girl. of this fancy wine, but I'm Rosie really and Richard and I are well, guys, about it. Well, guys, thanks for having me. I'm sorry that... You are stuck with me, but we're so excited to be stuck with you. As you're she's such a good. Out you're, more chips. Oh my god! If you could see. By the way, there's it, only three of us eating chips. Actually, Emmy's not even. Emmy ate one chip. Who can eat one chip? Let's be honest. It's just me and I Catherine. Heard, eating. I, actually, Rosie and I are the only ones I ate eating the like, chips. Well, hold on. I'm sitting far away from them, <laughs> and god. I ate like four. And four we're now chips. we're recording. I can't. I'm not gonna. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Emmy's so. I wish I had Emmy's willpower. That's you should have seen true. me eating the chips. <laughs> okay, well, whatever. We can't get into this because you're much thinner than I am. So it's not about that. You're also having a baby. Well, mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying in general. So I don't know, but you should have seen what I ate today. Well, whatever. Here I am. I'm following how, like, up with Catherine, though, seriously, let's talk. Like, how do you eat like shit and still stay thin? It's well, called 800,000 hours of exercise no, every really, day. I really, I mean, no, I only exercise for like 45 minutes or an hour every day. I mean, that's still not nothing. I'm eating chips too. Do you think I do think it's part of it is my metal, is like, it's genetic. Yeah, it's genetic. Yeah. Well, that makes, I mean, both of you are. I mean. I just like always wonder, like, you know. Everybody comes out with a different, now, I mean, 
if I ate enough of that, my rear end would be like twice the size. Do you of it have now. something you do like every day or every week to like get back on track? Is no. there like anything that is like a part of your food? Sorry, this interview is taking a totally different. Time, but I actually have <laughs> I always it. wondered this about just like Mm-mm. thinner people in general. Is there something that you do that? Like, I don't think I do anything different from what you do. Really? Mm-hmm. I think we just, we just came out a different way. I mean, I will say, I mean, I did used to weigh like 10 pounds more than I do now probably. And I would eat junk, not junk. I mean, I never like, yeah, but I mean, I, if there was dessert, I would eat dessert. If there was a sandwich, I'd eat a sandwich. If there was a glass of wine, I'd a glass of wine. But I mean, over the past two years, I've made it a little healthier. So now I really, for lunch, I always eat like a, a salad. salad. Yeah. That's a good rule. And it's not a salad with like a bunch cheese of nuts and stuff and, on it and cheese. Yeah. But I mean, I, I usually eat like a, a salad with tons of vegetables in it. And, but I put dressing on it, but it's always like a vinegary oil, like an oil and vinegar kind of dressing. But you try to avoid like nuts and fats and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, no, God, I eat a thousand nuts a day too. Okay. I could probably eat 300 That's what she said. Every day. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. The girls are going to think that's so funny. Okay. Well, now that might be I know. <laughs> so real, and for breakfast, I, just, I don't know. I eat breakfast. I but Today, I ate yogurt and granola and blueberries. But usually, I try to eat like oatmeal or I don't know. I drink coffee. Yeah. So, it doesn't sound like there's anything you do. do I don't do anything differently for do you. Do you ever skip meals? No. God, no. Are you kidding? Oh, I don't. I'm, see, I'm seriously asking. I Mm-mm. know people who do. I okay. Mean, I, speaking of that, I did see this friend of mine this weekend who does this like crazy fasting where she doesn't eat yes, for three yes, days. Yes. Yes. Did you yes, see yes, the same person? I, no, but do I- you know who I'm talking about? I don't know say who name, you're but. not talking I do not know who you're currently talking about. However, I do know about this fasting trend and it scares the- I'm not doing that. I've already out. got a good- I'm not going to screw with my metabolism, but she does not eat for no joke like three days and she'll eat a day and then no three days and not a day, okay? Wait, and just was, one day of eating? Yeah, it's like- Or she fasts for four days a week and eats for three days a week. I don't know exactly how it works, but- Is she super, She's, she she's been looking really great. Like she plays tennis all the time. I saw her on Friday night. She was like half the size that she normally is. And I was like, what? I, I kind of pulled her aside. I go, what's going on? Are you okay? And she said, I'm doing a lot of exercise. And I was like, let me just tell you what exercise does not do. Make you skinny. Yeah. There's no amount of exercise that makes you skinny. The only thing that makes you, that, that would like turn you, that would make you that skinny is to not eat anything. Well, they say what? It's 70% exercise, yeah. 30% diet. No, the reverse that. 30, 70% diet, Oh, that's right. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Anyways. Rosie, on that note, let's talk about food. Yeah. Our favorite topic. I mean, that story of fasting gave me so much anxiety. I think I just I could. finished this bag of chips listening to it. <laughs> I could never. Okay. Actually, can I stay There's on no this way. train for just like a little bit longer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As somebody who works in restaurants, right? And you have all those wild hours. How do you stay fit? Like what's because, you know, I would imagine it would be really hard at 2 a.m. not to like grab something from the kitchen, right? Um. Or no? Well, I always grab something at 2 a.m. from the kitchen. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I, I personally exercise a lot. Yeah. That's how I have to, but also when you're working in restaurants, you have, you, you, I just started somming a couple nights a week at this place in LA. There's like 900 stairs and the restaurant is so big and there's like me <laughs> and you there's cover me. so much ground. Like you burn so many. Do you have an calories. Apple Watch? Have you have you tracked no, it? No, but I keep my phone on me. I have my Noom app. Oh, what does it say? I get like fifteen to twenty thousand, fifteen thousand to twenty thousand steps a day. That's in amazing. one night, or in one shift? In one shift, I can get fifteen thousand steps. Holy cow! Well, here's what I think the problem is: the the like, let's say you're a male to a mailman, right? Like yeah. you you get you're walking like I don't know ten miles a day. And, but you get used to walking 10 miles a day. So then the 10 miles a day just becomes your baseline. Mm-hmm. Then you have to exercise on top of the 10 miles a day. Yeah, but if she's working three days a week, not five. Well, that's true. Then that it maybe might, doesn't become your Like baseline. when I was in New York, five days a week, I would walk. I would get 20,000 steps a day. But that's also when I was running crazy amounts. I will say for myself, yeah. I'm very conscious of what I put in my body. I yeah. don't know from the 7,000 chips she just shoved in her mouth. I don't. I'm very, I'm very, I try to be very regimented about my diet, but I would say there are two to three meals a week where I just eat whatever I want. And I drink a lot of alcohol, not as like an alcoholic, but I'm just constantly tasting wine. I'm constantly tasting spirits. Yeah. I'm con- so I have to exercise a lot or else I would weigh 500 pounds. But all my meals outside of that, like, when I'm not, it, I I'm very. Do you get the scale and like weigh the stuff? Absolutely. What? I weigh everything that I put in my body. 
You I'm wait. Not, no, you food. do not. Absolutely. Yeah. Every, ask Mike. I swear okay. to God. I can't believe Mike is even still going out. I measure so everything. I, I'm really I sorry. Would... That okay, is annoying. Wait. I'd now really I want to dive into this. And, and then like, why? why? But then that's most of the week. And then the other. So what are you weighing? Like, like okay, if you're making a salad, you're weighing like your nuts and your veggies and stuff? Mm, veggies, no. But if there's any type of like dairy, mm-hmm. meat, nuts. I'm so, dressing, I'm measuring it out. So what's what are your like what are how much dressing do you do? Like how many tablespoons? Um probably two tablespoons. Oh, that's not very much. Okay. And then like for proteins and stuff, how much do you do? About three ounces. Okay. So somebody said this the other day about protein that you shouldn't have more than three ounces in a sitting. Interesting. So have you just heard this stuff through dietitians and things, or do you just know like if I do this, I will maintain, if not like lose? Um, I just know my body very well yeah. and I know how many calories I need to consume. So you are, like, and I also, I have that. to tell you for yeah. anyone out there that's struggling with their weight, I've, I've lost, I lost 15 pounds prior to COVID. Mm. I've put, now I've put, I did put 10 back on and now I've lost five. So I'm five pounds above what my COVID weight was. Now I was walking a ton, working out a ton. I was being very strict about my diet. It was probably not the healthiest, you know, the healthiest situation. situation in the world, but um, I found a more healthy balance now. Um, Noom is awesome. Okay, I tried that Noom business and then they kept charging me $99 a month and I couldn't figure out what's going now on. It's, I had well, to quit that. Yeah. There were too well, many no, no, questions. No, it's $50. You, so it's a, li- it's a lifestyle. I get, I get the Instagram ads. I have it's yet. A, I fell for it. It's no, it honestly, it's, it's, it was awesome because it, for me, food is something that is so – ever since I was a kid, I mean, literally ever since I was a kid, I rem- just food is so comforting to me. I Yeah. I remember being at Cassidy and going to the cafeteria for lunch, and Suzanne Anthony and I would sit oh, at lunch and best eat, lunch. like, entire – like, the entire cake of red velvet cake. Oh, yeah, It yeah, was, yeah. like, my favorite. But it didn't matter because – but – there is just I derive so much pleasure from food. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. All I want to ever do is eat food. is eat food. Yeah, because of just there's so many just memories I get from it. The I just love it. I love it. I love it so much. But I also know that now I'm forty, almost forty one years old, and if I just eat food all day long, I'm gonna not, you know, I'll weigh five hundred pounds. But Noom. Basically, it's like changing your psychology around food and how to be able to enjoy it the way that you want to enjoy it without feeling guilty, without restricting yourself. It's I, th- I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's a little expensive. I think it's $50 a month, but $50 a month. And it just kind of get so do you? And so there's a whole like it's a whole you have to do certain lessons every day. It's like 20 if you want to spend 15 minutes a day. Interesting. On reading certain things, you have to track the amount your calories. You can add calories on if you exercise. Yeah. It's interesting, like, how much – I don't know. I feel like I know a lot about food. However, I recently was talking to somebody and, like, I didn't realize certain things about proteins and how they break down sugar. And I was like, wait, how did I miss that lesson? You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, if you eat, like, an apple with – Almond butter or peanut butter. Oh, my, one of my favorite snacks. So you're basically, you're... Counteracting glu- the two? Glucose isn't going to spike because of the protein in the almond butter is negating the sugars in the apple. No. My problem is I, I don't eat know any- like five tablespoons of almond butter for I don't know apple. anything about that. I just know like the amount of... Bo- I know the amount of calories my body needs to lose weight and I know the amount of calories it needs to maintain its weight. So it's new, like a caloric base. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Interesting. What, but, what do they say about a party size bag of Lay's potato chips? Mm, they say it's just a party bag size of Lay's potato chips. And that's how Don't you have to look it. at it. How do they feel about But um, I will say like last night, Lebda. last night I went to my friend, my friend's parents' house where this Lebna came from. She put, made me a whole like Lebna toast tomato situation. Yeah. And then I went to her house and had a <laughs> cheeseburger and wine and potatoes. So I had two dinners last night. When I go back to LA, I'll eat soup for like a week. That's just how I do it. 
Okay. I haven't had soup in a long time. I need to get with the program. Anyways, I appreciate the honesty. I mean, I just always wonder because, like, I oh. know, I mean, everybody's body is unique. So, obviously, what works for you won't work for everybody. However, when I see people who have been thin kind of their whole lives because, unfortunately, went to college and blew that one out of the water. Well, I think I'm... Um, well, I'm just saying it's interesting yeah. to hear, like, what certain people do. Well, I will tell you, I was looking at pictures of myself from my 20s. Rosie blew it out in college, too. I probably weighed 25 pounds more than I do now. Like, my boyfriend was like, <laughs> that's you? Like, <laughs> you got, yeah. But so, even with uh, 25 pounds, I don't know. I'm just saying. It's interesting to hear what people's. I, I, I do. I like, it does worry me, though, a little bit when I was looking at all these pictures of homecoming. Yeah. And I mean. The pressure for there these wasn't, girls. There wasn't a girl that was bigger than a size four in any picture I saw. I mean, it was. I, I mean. Can I just say it's something really, really fast? It's, because it's odd. You all have kids. I don't have children. I'm someone who's from the outside looking in. I was a teenager once. I live. I've lived in. Two, I live in Los Angeles, which is like the skinniest place on earth. Skinniest place on earth. Everyone has plastic surgery. You're constantly. And if if we're not cutting this part of the the pod the interview or whatever, don't say anything. We have to cut. We don't no, want to go back and listen. I'm to just it. saying. <laughs> Thank you. To all, of your, between now to all of you out there who are on social media and looking at everyone on social media and look at everyone's lives on social media and on Facebook and your kids are on social media, get rid of social media. It's ruining your kids' lives. I'm telling you. It, it is. I don't know what to do about it. Facebook, it. Instagram. They're not on Facebook. That's for religion. Well, they're on Instagram. They're on Snapchat. And I'm telling you right now, there are studies have been done. And if you've been listening to what's going on with Facebook. Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. And I'm telling you, it is affecting the mental health of your children. It is affecting the mental health of us. I've deleted my social media and I'm happier than I've been in probably whenever I put it on. Now, you don't watch Greta Sloan and Action City on Instagram? I deleted my Instagram. Sorry, ladies. I tried to watch you guys on Instagram and then I couldn't get, I was making comments. She was trying to write to us and she couldn't. I wonder if I was going to put on Do Not Disturb. I don't know. Okay, let's Anyways, get let's get sorry. to the, uh, the And also I was a teenager once. I was an asshole the teenager. teenager. The worst. The worst. The worst. The fact I was, that our mother is still alive. I was is so mean to my miracle. mom. I was I was sneaking out of the house all the time. Oh my gosh. I honestly the sneaking out I can handle. The mean to the mom. I was like, so mean to her. Cannot. So and I turned out I wasn't really okay. much nicer. So I mean I was nicer than Rosie, but I went away to school I so was I couldn't mean. be that mean. I was mean. So don't worry. If you're if you love your kids, they'll be fine. No, I think I hope so. Okay, let's discuss the most important issue here. Okay, we're going to do this quickly because Richard Woodley needs to get home to his children. And (laughs) Amy's children are asleep. My children will not be asleep. But I remember what show I have on Monday night. (laughs) Nothing. I'm in the middle of the morning show. So here's the deal Rosie was here, what, like six months ago, maybe? Yeah, well, in the spring, in in April. April. In April. Okay. Okay, Rosie was here in April. And I really need to stop eating the chips. See, you got to stop eating the chips. Rosie was here in April and she was telling us all about being a psalm. I don't know if she mentioned what her next steps were going to be in her life, but well, she did. She said that she wanted to, open, she wanted to a open a restaurant. Okay. Six months later. Six months later, Rosie, let's discuss. Tell us what your plans are. I'm opening a restaurant. That's so exciting. I mean, this is so exciting. Do you have a name? Yes. Now, it? wait, really quickly. So I was talking to. Jennifer Leopard on the way over here. And I was like, Rosie's telling us about her restaurant. She goes, she's announcing on the podcast. I mean, isn't it supposed to be a secret? And I was like, well, I don't think it's a secret anymore. I mean, we love an announcement. On we the love an announcement. We like a special, like, it's not a, I mean, it's not a secret because it's happening. It's happening. And we need some investors. So let's, investors so let's now. discuss it. Tell everybody about it. Now you got to give like the elevator pitch. Not the like three hour pitch. Give me like the elevator pitch. I love the, I love the vibe of Catherine. You gotta sell this, Rosie. If you We're don't sell this. Well, so my okay. So essentially, we are opening a restaurant in Los Angeles. My business partner is Persian. Uh, his family immigrated here from Iran to LA in the 90s. Um, and we were, we were opening, when we were concepting this restaurant, we were putting the menu together that I just, I just felt like it was just boring. And I feel like in LA, there's so many French restaurants, there's so many Italian restaurants, there's just, 
it, it just felt like I was not inspired by the menu. And I looked at him and I was like, Brandon, why don't we open a Persian restaurant? Um, and so we're opening a Persian American bistro with natural wine and party vibes. Um, <laughs> I love it. Okay, that's my that's the elevation. Persian American bistro with natural wine and party vibes. Yes. So the idea is okay. we are playing homage. We're telling a playful story about being Persian American in LA in the nineties. Right? You know, Persian Persian restaurants, there's a lot in Los Angeles. They're mostly on the west side, but they're very rooted in tradition. They're very traditional. They're kind of boring. They're very old school. The beverage programs are not super fun. Right. So we're basically what do they have, like Persian beer? Like what's the... I mean, I don't even know that they have alcohol. Oh, but that's a good we point. essentially... Oh, we're essentially like taking yeah. Persian cuisine out of this kind of dated traditional environment and putting it in a really fun, modern party environment that millennials are craving. Um, now, you better be careful about how you say that because as we know, the Mahjong girls... Oh. We're taking the mahjong tiles yeah, and making true. them more colorful and fun and da 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 da. Well, but she's has well, a this you actually have a Persian partner. business partner. Yeah. Okay, this, so that, yeah, that works. he's Persian. And here's okay. the thing: is um, well, I mean, the, here, here's yeah. there's, and you know what? Like, there's plenty of white people in LA that have restaurants that are considered Mexican restaurants. There's plenty. My, one of my friends is white, and he has a Japanese restaurant, and he just received a word for an award from the Japanese embassy. There is a um, yeah, girl on the goat that just opened. She's a white chef and she does a lot of Asian fusion. Yeah. So I think that it's hard to kind of say like you have to be from this specific background to be able to serve this cuisine. I'm not Persian. My business partner is Persian. However, no, no, not to not to serve it, just to like the way like you oh, describe oh, it. Oh, like oh, we're oh. taking the the dated Persian food and making it. Well, modern. this is something that started in L.A. in the early 2000, like 2010. Um, and there's, it's, this has happened a lot. I mean, specifically in LA, you see a shift in about 2010 where it, you see a more regional focus of cuisine. So everything that fell under the banner of Chinese food became more Szechuanese or Cantonese. Um, Mexican food wasn't Me Mexican food. It was Oaxacan food um, or more regionally specific food from Mexico. Also, you see industry leaders like Night Market, Badmash, who are taking Thai food, for example, or Indian food, for example, and taking it out of, you know, more traditional Thai and Indian restaurants and putting them in more modern environments that are more fun, um, more party driven. So this is something that's been happening for the last, you know, decade um, in Los Angeles, the thing is with Persian food is there's kind of this white space because there's a lot of Mediterranean restaurants in Los Angeles. There's a lot of Middle Eastern, Mediterranean, specifically restaurants, Bavel and Kismet, but they don't cook Persian food. Persian is a little bit different. So there's what this white space of more modern Persian cuisine um, with more fun, elevated beverage programs. So we kind of want to, we want to kind of peel like pull back that curtain of what Persian cuisine is and and give give young millennials kind of an access to to more fun design forward hospitality to enjoy them. Amy's a millennial. I you're am. you're a target customer. What, how old are you? 30 <laughs> like 31. Oh, you were actually you're you smack dab right in the middle right of the, in the group. Middle. I mm -hmm. am. I I love being a millennial actually. It was a bad I got a bad rap for a long time I and know, now, but now we're looking at Gen Z being like, "Yeah, we weren't so bad." No, huh. Um, no, okay, that's what's the name of it? Yeah, what's the name? So the name is called Baba. And that, what is that means darling. That's so cute. So Baba in Persian culture, um, it's kind of like a term of endearment. Right. It's like so if yeah. you were say to me, if you were to say to me, guess what? I'm pregnant, I would say Baba. Or if you said to me, I had the best day at the store today, we had the biggest, the most amount of sales, I would say Baba. Yeah. So it's kind it's of like just their sweet. way of exactly oh. acknowledging something exciting. I actually or, know this and I don't want to tell you why I know it. Why? Because of Shaw's of Sunset. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I watched the first few episodes of Shaw's of Sunset. I watched Sunset. the first couple uh -huh. seasons. I mean, seasons, I watched the first few episodes. No, but I'm just saying, and it, actually, that is one thing I do like about Bravo shows. I'm sorry. But it does they, introduce you to lots of well, other cultures. They had all of, you know, because they say all these words, and mm -hmm. I, is it Persian? The language? No, that's not the language. Farsi. Farsi. They say all these Farsi words and they would translate them. And so, and they would say them all the time. And so you. All yeah. You little, learn it yes. all. Yes. That's kind of fun. Baba's super cute. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, 
I'm really excited. I mean, I, I've been wanting to do this for a very long time and it took me a long time to get to this place and it's a very scary place to be, but it's also, I, it's no, I know it's what I've meant. I'm why I was put on this earth is to work in hospitality and own my own restaurants. And now the time is here and are you going to open Baba OKC branch eventually or what? Well, it's funny because I had a meeting today with um, a friend and we were kind of talking about the potential of opening something in Oklahoma City. And, you know, it, you, if you had asked me six months ago. Oh, I, I did, oh wait. I did ask you. Yeah. You did. Ago. Let's I, just be serious. I, okay. I, you know, I was, it's, I was like LA and New York, LA and New York, LA and New York. But there's also, there's a lot of things that have happened in the last six months that keep bringing me back to Oklahoma city, just things yeah. that have happened in my life. And, um, there's something very special about this place that you just, I don't know. I, yeah. And I don't want to be that person that's like, <laughs> oh, I've lived in LA and New York and now I'm coming back to Oklahoma and I'm going to bring you what you all are missing. I would never be that person, but there is something, um, that I feel like there's a part of me that Wants to open something here. I mean, there's room. But I just don't Still. know what... It, it, Oklahoma City is a market I've never worked in before, and I don't really understand it. And so... You do? Not understand. I'm, that's the wrong say, word. I don't get, know. Yeah, I, be fine. I don't not understand it. That's the wrong word. I have never worked in this market before, except that's for Iron true. Star. Iron Star? Um, Back when we got married. And those guys are still crushing it, but... I don't know. I think there's so much potential here and it would be so fun to come back here and just bring what I've learned. I feel like yeah. you, you could do it. Barcovel and Barabalata. Exactly. Did. And Palo Santo. Yeah. Palo Santo. So. Oh yeah. Cause Barcovel is in LA and Barabalata is here. Right? Yes. Yeah. Cause those are the, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Those are the just streets. Let me get this place up and running and. I mean, that whole, that whole vibe sounds like something I would go to. In I mean, I, well, the, what, the way Rosie was describing it to me last night, we were sitting outside, outside of my new backyard, which I didn't use that as my peak, but I mean, Is we, it done? Had, we used the grill for the first time Yay. last night. We sat oh, outside. really? That was yes, the first time? that was time? the first time. Oh. It was so great. And then we went inside and Rosie and I sat outside and she got her computer out and we went through the whole deck and the whole thing. And she just said, she kept coming back to what do I want to eat every day? Kind of going back to our conversation that started yeah. out the podcast was how, how do you live your life? Like what are the things you want to eat every single day? And she was saying my favorite things to eat are really Mediterranean influenced. Like I agree actually. And it's me too. Like, yeah. I mean, that's what, by the way, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. Annette is bringing us her Lebna dip Ooh. that I was like, I cannot, I'm literally counting the seconds till she gets her. But I mean, I think having that sort of, in a way, Rosie, you can tie it back to, I know it's not Persian, but we have sort of this Lebanese influence in Oklahoma City that so many of our friends, I mean, Rosie's best friend is Lebanese, so many of my friends are Lebanese, that you, we grew up eating this. Maybe that's the And OKC hearing concept. about this, like. That actually would be amazing. Like modern Lebanese mm -hmm. yes. and like a really I've been fun begging Annette, I'm like, Annette please open a Mediterranean restaurant, please. She goes, I cannot be standing in the kitchen cooking. I'm like, just please. But yeah. I mean, the, everybody here understands that culture, food and that yeah. culture. And mm -hmm. I think that it... Okay, see peeps. Email me. Email. What would you want to see in Oklahoma City? I just, What's I your email address? Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> 6507. I swear to God, I've had the same email. And Hotmail? And email. I note, Rosie, R-O-S-I-E, 6507 at Gmail. Honestly, I would love to know what people want to see in the city because Honestly, I think there is, is I think there is so much potential. I went there's to Oso today. There's a space right next door to me. You could take I over. Know. And there's another space in the corner I'd like to have a coffee shop in. So, But. I mean, oh, speaking yeah. of the seven layer dip, because it's funny that you, you, Brandon, you. my business partner, and I were talking, he, we were talking about like a seven layer dip with Lebna uh, instead of like, you know, what is normally in a sour cream? Oh, it's like, it's like sour, sour cream, cream beef, fried beans, beans yeah. whatever. Guacamole. I'm telling like, you, when, Anna, and like, when Anna makes the seven layer dip yeah. next week or two Wednesdays from now, yeah. I'll take a picture and yeah. send it to you. I'll do a video of me eating it. My yeah. favorite kind do of videos. It. And is that's it? kind of what the menu is. I mean, we are, we're basically, you know, when Brandon would go to school in the nineties and, 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 you know, public school in, in LA, like he would go and they would be eating all this American food and he would come home and because he wanted to fit in, he would take the food that his mom was cooking he would americanize it so one of the dishes is this um 
you know, kebab is a big as a dish in, in, in Persian cooking, specifically ground beef kebab. So he would come home and he would take the ground beef kebab and he would like make it into a burger patty oh. and then he would put American cheese on top. So we're, we're taking this like beef kebab, Persian beef kebab with Persian spices and Americanizing it with like that, like in and out like style, like Thousand mm-hmm. Island dressing and American cheese. This dip that, that I brought you guys, this, um, I had to run down to Joanne Smith's house, who's my Thank Lebanese you, mother, and steal this dip from. This is Lebna, um, homemade by Joanne. homemade by Joanne. She's amazing, amazing chef. Um, but we want to do something called party dip. So, you know, Lebna, you usually like you there. You have, in, in Iran, it's this Persian um, flatbread. Um, in Lebanon, it's you put it on everything. You put it on everything. It's like part of everything. Everything. So this is kind of like a high low thing where we take the lebna and we're gonna have potato chips on the side. And so you so can take cute. potato chips and dip it in the lebna. But if you really want to elevate it, we're gonna do this caviar upcharge. So that's kind of like the elevated. So you have is that the technical restaurant term upcharge? Upcharge. Yeah. Yeah. Does the customer know it's called upcharge? Yeah, you'll say like it says caviar up, upcharge. It says plus and then the dollar amount. I know. When I see upcharge though, that <laughs> so like, like this fun, like playful kind of traditional oh, lebna okay. with like potato chips and caviar with with champagne. I mean, is that which it? is ba- we're not really drinking champagne right no, now. No, so we're so this is again. So Rosie brought us a little. So I brought you all something that, and, and this this goes back to kind of this. Um, you know, when you do, when you do pairings, you have very classic pairings and then you have pairings that are a little bit of a contrast. So this I thought could be a really fun pairing because again, it's this like high, low pairing. You have this beautiful Lebna dip with these Lay's potato chips. And then a lot of people get turned off by wine that has any sweetness to it. But wine with sweetness can be a really great food pairing because a lot of food, especially in the United States has a lot of salt in it. So it's a really nice contrast of like salty food with something with a little bit of sweetness. So I brought this um, this slightly sweet, slightly sparkling wine from the eastern part of uh, France near Savoie and the Jura. Um, and it's called, this area called Bougie Sardon, which is known for a slightly sweet sparkling rosé made from the ga- grape Gamay. Um, it's made in a style called Method Ancestral. Uh, Method Ancestral is a style of making sparkling wine that predates making champagne. That's Method method Champenois. So there's no, with Method Champenois, it's a second fermentation in the bottle. Um, So you make your wine, you transfer your base wine into a bottle, you add a little bit more yeast and sugar, you put a cap on it, it starts a second fermentation. But with Method Ancestral, you transfer the wine from the vat to the bottle, but you don't add any yeast. It's just the fermentation just naturally happens again. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so there's residual sugar left over um, in this wine. So it's slightly, slightly sweet, but- I, It's less bubbly, which I kind of like. Like it, the bubbles in champagne go like into my throat and I don't love how they get down into your throat. But this didn't have that. Like the bubbles stop in your mouth. Oh, that's interesting. That's Poor Emmy. She when, couldn't have any. I'm I sorry, know, I'm Emmy. I'm like, okay, guys. Maybe Rosie will come back in six more months and then we can drink wine. <laughs> I could just be your recurring okay. six month guest. <laughs> yeah, our six, six, but, uh, our, yeah, every, every six, six month update from Rosie. But yeah. all, then they, and then it, anyways, long story short, it has about 20 to 40 grams of residual sugar left over but because this is um in the eastern part of france it is continental climates and what happens is is all of the slopes all of the vineyards have this southeast facing slope so what that means is they it gets exposure to sunlight over a very very long period of time so you get this ripeness, this phenolic ripeness, but you're preserving the acidity in the grape and it's a little bit higher elevation. So that's why even though you have this really, this sweet, slightly sweet wine, you have this beautiful, beautiful acidity that balances out the sweetness. So it's not this like flabby, sweet, overly sweet wine. Anyways, I love it with this pairing because you have the saltiness of the potato chips, which are balanced out by the sweetness of the wine, but you have this kind of salty tart, creamy lebna, the sweetness of the wine, I think really cuts through the saltiness of the lebna. You have this slight, slight creaminess in your mid palate, the wine that matches this creaminess of the lebna. But then you have this tart lebna is very tart lebna for anyone out there that doesn't know what lebna is. It's a 
It's a strained yogurt dip that has this consistency of soft cheese, but it's very, very tart. So the tartness in the Lebanon works really well with the acidity in the wine. So I don't know. I, th- I think it's a fun pairing. So this is something that you'll see kind okay, of. Okay, where the, where did you get this wine? Tell oh, I got this at um the oil tree. The oil right? tree, yeah. You guys, the oil tree has really yeah. It's and I what I love about it is there. It's not an entire shop of wine. They yeah, have maybe 30 different bottles to choose from. So you know that they've done the work to narrow it down. So I don't get in there and get stressed. Like, I think no matter what I buy, it's going to be good. That's actually, I didn't even realize they sold wine. Oh, yeah. And it's so, really beautifully displayed. And I mean, it's really. That place is amazing. They're on the Premier card, by the way, but not the wine, the oil, and the vinegar. You can take the Premier card. But Rose. No, they have a really great. They have a really, really, really. I was so, so, so sad to hear that. Yeah. I know. The, the market co- commonplace the place closed. They had. I, the, I mean, I just, it makes me so sad because I think that they just had this amazing wine list, but, or wine program. But um, the oil tree has really great selections of stuff. I think they They're do. Really, and it's right around really the corner from our house. I was going to say, well, yeah, we can get there easily. Yeah, maybe when my kids are like screaming for that soup soup ice cream, I'll just be like, "Oh, you right. oh, stay in the car. I'll be right back. I'll be right back." Can do you have a? Can you, can you open this bottle while I'm in here? Yes, yeah, seriously. Um, Rose, so really, what do you need from the people? You need some investors. Yeah, I mean, you're looking is this for like investors? a plug for investors. Yeah, um, let's do it. I mean, yeah, let's plug it. I mean, here's the thing. I know that you've worked for 20 years in this industry, that you know how to open restaurants, you know how to run restaurants. You've been, I mean, really, other than Winsome, and that was really wasn't your fault. Every restaurant you've been involved with has been successful. And I'm, I'm real, you know, I mean, now you're consulting with wine and the wine list you're putting together are getting rave reviews and people are going nuts over these wine lists. So in addition to having the capability of running this restaurant for, at the highest quality hospitality, it will have an insane wine list on top of that. And I know the food's going to be in- excellent. Well, yeah, because, because you're going to be required to taste it before it's good. Oh, I'll be there. Catherine, literally Catherine's <laughs> going to be my toughest critic. And I told her nothing is going on the menu unless she's tasting it. I, we went, I, we went through the menu last nervous. night, Emmy, and I was like, you got to have more sort of vegetable forward dishes. Yeah, that's what I just See, was kind yeah, of saying. Yeah. Yeah. you got to have I more mean, vegetable forward dishes. Yeah, that's one of the, re- that's what we talked about earlier. I've, Tried not to eat quite as much meat as Protein. I used to eat. Mm-hmm. Yep, same. And I'm actually when I go to a restaurant and they have a vegetable dish that they have thought about. Yes, and it is a composed vegetable dish that highlights some vegetable of the season. That's what I go for first. Now I never go to the steak. I never go to the pork. I never go to the. I go straight to the vegetable dish. I'm like veggies and, I, and then seafood. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of how I like. Mm-hmm. So you've got to have at least I think two vegetable dishes, like vegan. One's got to be vegan at least. The other one's got to be yeah vegetarian. Yeah, I think that our all of our kind of snacky appetizer type things are pretty. Yes, we light, went through. They were all forward, like veggie forward. forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but two but main no, dishes. I agree with you. I agree with you. We need to, especially in LA, like, and also it's a very. In Persian cooking, they don't use a lot of dairy at all. Like feta cheese is like the dairy. And Lebna. And Lebna. Um, but and Lebna seems to me to be served on the side, at least in Yeah, it's in not like a main, I mean, Lebanese except for, food. you know, party dip, but it's not really a main, main ingredient. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. This is... I know you got to please everybody. You, it's hard. hard. It's hard because you can't, everyone, you can't please everybody, everyone but. wants some. If you're trying, if you try to please everybody, then you're going to fail because you just can't do it. And that's when you see those menus. I mean, no, and you're right. You need to keep it small. I, I hate say, when a menu is yeah. too big. One of the best menus, as far as like, if I go with a group, a big group of people, everybody's excited about their dishes. Frida, even Jim likes to go to Frida. Or and Jim doesn't like anything. Or maybe the Taco Jones. Bueno. I'll put the Jones. On I went there to too. Frida for the first time the other night. What, what did you did think? You, they were you... so sweet. They were so nice. It was so. It oh, was, the hostess. They were so sweet. Like the hostess Jessie. She was so yes, nice. Isn't she sweet? Yes. I I had to drop Dad's name to get a table, but <laughs> you, you had to drop our father's name. Yes, it was that's so embarrassing. Funny Usually, you have to use that like, at McDonald's at the Seven Eleven. So, <laughs> I, so it was so funny because we went in and. We wanted to sit outside because my friend's kid is immunocompromised, and so it just makes more sense. But we, they only had seats at the table, and I hate, 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 like, I hate dropping names, but just for the sake of the safety of this child, I was like, so is Jesse here? 
Why is dad friends with Jesse? Because she used to work at the Museum Cafe and dad was like, Oh, and he was a regular, regular at the Museum Cafe. Yeah, she's like, she knows what she's doing. She you did so, not. So you she, did yeah. said oh, Russ yeah. Walker oh, yeah. is my father. I that said, is so embarrassing. No, no, I said, oh, my my dad's Russ Walker. Oh, my he God. told me to say hello. I'm visiting from L.A. I felt like such a <laughs> douchebag. But then my friend, my friend also then threw in, oh, and my, do you know my grandmother? She loves going to the, to the museum. museum. And she's like, oh, of course, who doesn't? Come outside. We have a table. <laughs> it was so cute. Whatever. Every time I go to a restaurant, I always drop your name. I'm like, do you know my sister, Rosie Walker? Oh, I have to say Rosemary Walker. Oh my God. That's her so professional funny. name. So I always throw your name around. Well, what'd you think of the menu? I loved it. I mean, I thought the drinks were the really drinks are good. good. Um, the servers were super sweet and knowledgeable and attentive and, um, I thought the food was very, very well executed. Um, I ha- we had the the hearts of palm calamari yeah. that I thought oh, was yeah, really good. Oh yeah, everybody likes that. Isn't that good? We had the case of fundido, which I just which ate is, every single oh bite God. of it because my boyfriend doesn't eat dairy, so I was literally like inhaling. Yeah. <laughs> we had the enchiladas that I thought were really good. Did you have the ones? vegan tamales? Oh wait, isn't there the vegan, vegan enchilada? <laughs> yeah, was it vegan enchilada? Uh, well, they have vegan. They have three vegan options. I think there's there's enchil- tostadas. Uh, tamales tamales and then maybe enchiladas actually Oso has the good vegan enchiladas that, oh, my friend yes. got the vegan enchiladas today they also have that soup at Oso that's vegan uh-huh. the pasoli or something is I vegan. don't know I feel like every time I go to Frida though like Jeff can order something my mom can yes. order something yeah. I exactly. can order yes. something you, and it's not a fight with Jim I yes. mean it's big ish yeah, but, but not it's too not big, yeah. massive. And that vibe, I feel like, is my age group. Like, there's a bar. even though you see, I see my mother every time I go. No, there. no, but that's what I'm saying. But I would think that, like, the patio is awesome. There's the bar in the back if you want to go, like, mm-hmm. have cocktails with your friends after dinner. The like, I love the plates. All of the Paseo mm-hmm, pottery mm-hmm, plates. Mm-hmm. I actually was like, Jeff, I kind of want a full set for Christmas. He was like, are you kidding? You don't need more plates. But like, I like all of the detail and the, I don't know, the branding. The plates stuff. do matter. Don't get those forks that fall off the plate. that are like a weird shaped fork. There's nothing you know hate worse than weird shaped silverware. The they have good forks. I hadn't uh, thought about it. The only time I ever think about it is when the fork falls off the, like, it's yeah. like a weird shape and it doesn't sit on the plate properly and it falls off. No. I'm pretty sure the Jones forks are like gold with like wood in the middle. Oh, yeah. That's pretty. I don't know how I know that, but. I need to go. Well. Anyways, it was great. Rosie. And we had shots of tequila. Then we went to Bradford House With after. the children? Fine. No, no. The children weren't, weren't with us, but we just can't like. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Julia just, just can't expose her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I gotcha. So and then we had Bradford House. Had one. Ordered one cocktail, had one sip of it, and then about fell asleep. Now to go. Yeah, we're too old for that. Yeah. Well, it was fun. Okay. Yeah. Should we let Richard go home? Yes. Rose, Baba, if anyone loves to invest in restaurants, and I'm going to tell you, I would invest in my sister. I was going to say, honestly, you didn't really have to give a pitch when you were talking about the like, the I know. pairing. I was like, this is just. I'm like, it's. If somebody puts that much thought into something, like, I'm sold. And. Uh, True, what, what's truly. really what I and I'm gonna brag on my sister for two seconds. What I think is a really a special combination with Rosie is that she has the obviously the wine knowledge and the food knowledge, but the operational knowledge on top of that is I think what's gonna make a restaurant successful, right? Like just because you can understand wine and understand food doesn't mean you can run a restaurant, but you can run a restaurant on top of all of those other things that you've you know that you've been studying over the past yeah, you know, I 10 think years, the most so. and this is I mean I think the I, you know, restaurants can, restaurants are a weird thing because every, they're, I mean, yes, they're risky. Like they're the riskiest, the profit margins are so low, Uh, but at the end of the day, they sell this, Rose. I I was going to say, however, I'm in a restaurant investor. Oh yes, that's right. Emmy's a restaurant investor. I think that it's important to diversify. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I think that, here's my thing with restaurants. If people didn't take risk in investing in restaurants, no one would have a place to go out to eat. That's true. But this is where I come from. To me, and this is not like, this is not um, me trying to get money out of people. This is genuinely how I feel about hospitality. I think hospitality restaurants are the one place that we can go and escape all of the negative stuff that goes on in the world. It's the one time for me personally where I go and I forget about all of the terrible stuff that's happening. And the reason I feel so passionately about it is if I can take people away from whatever 
terrible stuff from their 15 year olds is going on in their lives and somehow make (laughs) some small impact on their lives in whatever way that I can, whether it's a smile, a glass of wine, a delicious meal. That's what I want to do. And that's the, the heart and soul of Baba. I can't wait to come to Baba. There you go. I almost I'm going to be your first customer. I want to come. Yeah, can you I mean I get? Be, yeah, you'll be. Can we do an Action to, City uh, exclusive? Oh, speaking Wait, of that we did can I forget. Go to LA with you? Yes. Like, oh my God, let's do it. But I want to like hike with certain people. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, uh, I'll, I'll get you on the list. <laughs> Jennifer, I'll, 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 I'll get with my people. I'll get with my people and see if they can get with their people, and yeah. we'll organize a hike. Okay, <laughs> maybe a, maybe a trip to Rumble or something too. Oh, oh my God, I would love that. Get some okay. exercise and going. Yeah, Rose, well, thanks for having me. We'll I hope see you in six months. Richard, I hope you enjoyed the um, Labna and potato chips. Poor Richard. We drank all the wine. I feel like, Richard, we should have given Richard a tall glass. Well, oh, by the way, this wine is, guess what the alcohol level is, the ABV. Low, guess what? Low, Just guess. Don't look. Don't look. Just guess. 11%. What do you think? Oh, you did. Richard, what do you think? 12, 13. It's was... only 8%. So oh, you could I have a that. whole, I call this a patio pounder. You could just have a whole bottle and not be drunk. Or this is why those natural wine people like to have the party vibes because they think it's yeah. natural wine has low ABV. I literally had a friend that said that the reason he started drinking natural wine is because he had a drinking problem and natural wine has low ABV. So he switched to natural wine. Oh, Wait, idiots. I didn't know it did. That uh, makes that makes me see, feel See, Emmy could have had some only 8%. Well, no. Emmy, you're so good. Things I'm so are proud developing of you. I gave right now that a if, lot of times. They didn't develop correctly i'd feel really bad well that's so. true that's true that's well thank you rosie rose we, we loved it, thank it. Thank you oh i'm so sorry much. i'm sorry you guys had to settle me to on me for a, for a fill-in guest Honestly, but i always love this it's so fun <laughs> it worked out really well it was perfect yeah. it was like the best surprise yeah okay love you love you guys Bye. thanks for having me of course Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate your listening to these stories. You can find us on Instagram at ActionCityOKC or for business inquiries, email us at hello at ActionCityOKC.com. Action City is produced by Blacken Studios. You can find the studio on Instagram and Facebook at Blacken Studios. Creative services provided by Ranger Creative. Music written and performed by Kansas City Bankroll. Bankroll.